and welcome to my podcast about loss of biodiversity. Many people do not know that loss of biodiversity is an alarming issue in the world today. Most people don't even know what loss of biodiversity is, or at least they think. Loss of biodiversity is many problems combined into one. Each problem is contributing to each ecosystems and causing them to vanish. Pollution, climate change, global warming, and many other contributing factors to loss of biodiversity is affecting our ecosystems and many plants and animals. Without those plants and animals, we would not have food or clean water. Many people do not know how to fix this problem, but in this podcast, you will learn about the seriousness of this problem and what we all can do to help decrease loss of biodiversity. Loss of biodiversity is a destruction of ecosystems mainly caused by pollution, climate change, overpopulated ecosystems, invasive species, habitat loss, deforestation, and this is leading to less animals having habitat to live in. This is a problem that is threatening our world. The more ecosystems that are destroyed, the less animals that will be on Earth because they will no longer have an environment suitable for them to live in. Most people don't think of this as a big issue, but less animals will lead to less production of food and humans would eventually die off. Many habitats that are important to our world are being destroyed. These will no longer be around because they don't have a suitable habitat for them to live in and flowers will no longer be pollinated. I will now be reading a story published by the New York Times on May 10, 2019 by Brad Plummer. It is called To Tell a Story of Biodiversity Loss, Make It About Humans. On Monday, I wrote a sweeping new United Nations report warning that humans were destroying Earth's natural ecosystems at an unprecedented rate. Findings were sobering. Millions of acres of wetlands and rainforests were being cleared away. As many as one million plants and animal species are now threatened with extinction because of farming, poaching, pollution, that trend for invasive species, and increasingly, global warming. Almost everywhere you look, nature is vanishing before our eyes. But the report, which was written for the world leaders and policymakers, also wrestled with some big questions. Why should anyone care about the laws of nature? Why should countries take drastic steps as the urge report urges to halt the decline in biodiversity? These questions I've been pondering in reporting the story. Climate change has become a major environmental issue garnering quite a lot of media attention. But the decline in the diversity of plants and animals life around the earth tends to get considerably less coverage. Even though it is a major issue in its own right, one possible reason for the disparity is that effects of global warming are way more apparent to many people. Record-breaking heat waves, deadly fires, raising sea levels, those are all tangible things that we can freely, easily see fairly easily. But it is harder to notice if there are, say, fewer insects around than there were 30 years ago. And it's harder to explain that what might mean for people, most people's daily lives. 
people don't see that species are vanishing because many of the species are not visible, said Dirk, a research professor at a natural polytechnic institute of Toulouse in France. And the variety of ways that biodiversity loss can affect people, he said, is so complex that people can have difficulties in grasping them. So, as mindful of that conundrum, the scientists and experts who wrote the report spent a lot of effort trying to frame biodiversity loss as an urgent issue for our humans' well-being. Natural ecosystems, they explain, in an in extensive detail provide invaluable material service to people from mangrove forests that protect millions of coastal flooding to wetlands that purify our drinking waters to insects that pollinate fruits and vegetables the loss of wild plants varieties could make it harder in the future to breed new harder crops to cope with threats and the increased heat and drought in other words they conclude when we destroy nature we undermine our quality of life a compelling argument, and it is one that many conversationists and ecologists have emphasized in recent years. There are now an entire field of research around ecosystem services, and when scientists try to quantify in dollar terms all the benefits that nature provides to humanity in order to make an economic case for conversation, that argument got a lot of play in our article. Now it is worth that some ecologists have been skeptical of this line of thinking and have encountered that it is simply morally wrong to drive other species and millions on this planet, many still undiscovered, to extinction. Even if they are not crucial for economic growth or humanity's survival, the new reports does acknowledge that nature has also a spiritual or inspirational value that can be difficult to quantify. But it has been 27 years since the first global treaty to protect biodiversity, and the world's nations that are still faltering in their effects to halt the decline of natural ecosystems around the the globe, that it helps explain why the authors of this latest report felt that it has more appeal forcefully to humanity's own naked self-interest. Through it remains to be weathered, this approach persuades world's leaders to pay closer attention. Life on Earth is an emphatic fabric, and it is not like we're looking at it from the outside. Sandra M. Diaz, a leader, lead author of the report and ecologist of the National University of Condora in Argentina, told me, We are threatened fabrics. If the fabrics is getting cold and fray, it all affects us. How do you think loss of biodiversity is affecting our world? I think it's affecting the world because like natural resources that we need and the animals need are like decreasing. It's like decreasing the the population of the animals itself and I think it's like having like a negative effect towards both us and the animals that need those resources. Do you think the world is working on this problem hard enough? If not, what else can we do? 
I don't think the world is working hard enough because like they need like the proteins and all that stuff that they need and also like the world is like like working on like more political stuff rather than the climate and the habitats itself. If this problem gets worse, more animals will die off and we'll soon no longer have wildlife or animals in the ocean. How do you think this will affect us? Um, it will affect us because we won't get like enough food that we need and like all of like the stuff that the animals do for us, we won't get that much uh, support from those animals. Losing species at an unsustainable rate, Watson says, more than a thousand times the natural speed of evolution. We are not only losing certain species, but the population of many species are declining. If you are in America, you want to forest flee, it would have 30% fewer butterflies, birds, and animals, and plants by 2050. It would have 40% less spots and points out, so we were really trying to change our ecosystems quite sustainably. Land use changes are the main culprit. Humans have converted forests, grasslands, and mangrove systems into agricultural fields, which are needed, for, of course, for food, but many of our agricultural systems are unsustainable, Watson says. We're producing more food, but we have heavy, we use heavy chemicals, sometimes overused chemicals in many parts of the world, which is degrading our soils. Those soils leach into our freshwater systems, rivers, and lakes. While land uses, use changes the biggest threat today, by 2050 in most ecosystems around the world, climate change will be an equally important threat, Watson adds. We have to look at climate change and biodiversity together, he insists. They are both environmental, social, economic, and development issues. Pollution, population growth, aggregates all of the problems, of course. The more people we have on Earth, the richer they are. The more they can demand resources, Watcher says. It's the combination of numbers of people and the ability to purchase. There's no question that on earth today are far more than say 50 years ago and in 50 years time there would be even more threats so the challenge we have is is how can we meet the food needs the water needs the energy needs in a way that doesn't destroy our biodiversity and nature 
Maintaining biodiversity and changing our approach to use land is actually good for the economy, not a burden on it. As many tend to think the study found, the researchers calculated the value of biodiversity ecosystems to be around 24 trillion a year, roughly equal to the GDP of America. Land degradation to date has likely depressed the global economy by about 10%, that is, if humanity has not degraded to vital ecosystems, the economy would be 10% larger than it is today. When you look at the effect on economy, many people may think of what I call the market value of food water, but there's a huge economic value in the way biodiversity nature is regulate our climates, regulate pollution, regulates our pollination services, and control storms for surges to protect the coast from sea level rise. Watching explains. The individuals can play a big role in helping to turn things around, Watson believes. Don't waste food, have a more appropriate balanced diet, don't waste water, don't waste energy, put less pressure on nature, he advises. Ultimately, however, government and the private sector must also act much more sustainably, he adds. The pledges under the Paris Agreement are not adequate to meet the two-degree target. They have doubled and redoubled. We need to meet much more, we need to do a much better job maintaining our forests, a much better job of maintaining our agriculture. There's a good realization of what you're needing. We are falling short of implementation at the moment. Three boards can show we can do much better with the current knowledge and technologies. Use technologies better. We can develop public policies, we can have behavior changes, he concludes. There is at least a recognition of the problem. We now have to implement. As biodiversity is becoming a big problem in the world, there are many ways to help slow down the process of this problem. Many people around the world are contributing their time to help clean up parks and natural habitats. Using organic products and avoiding plastic is one main way we can help. If you were to use plastic recycled product, cleaning up any trash wherever you go is something that everyone can do to help this problem. The less trash that is around, the more healthier ecosystems will be. We will have more wildlife and more animals. Although many people are on the act to help reduce this problem, many people can do things around the house and yards. Reducing consumption is something everyone can do. Making more uses for things to lead to less trash would be way better for the environment. It would also decrease pollution. If you are not able to help around your town, donating to wildlife sanctuaries is also a big help. Thank you for listening to my podcast about biodiversity. I hope you learned something and you try to make a change. Thank you.